I'm Jess. And I'm Mel. And this is Chocolate Jam! Hi Mel! Hi Jess! It's been a minute! Oh my god! First podcast of 2019! I'm yes. so excited! Yes! And it's nearly the end of March, but yes! Yes! Well... <laughs> If we think about it, this is basically what we did last year. It is. It seems to sort of take us a few months of the year to kind of get going, get in the swing of things. There's always stuff going on. We're busy people. Beginnings of year are hard, man. Like, they it's are. It's always rough to get that year going. It, it generally takes me about 25% of the year to make it actually, like... Yeah. Get started. You know what I have to say? I actually feel... I feel like things got going quickly for me this year. There was just a shitload going on. Yeah, fair enough. But I kind of got into it. Yeah. Quickly. Well, I started a new job in February, so there was a lot of kind of mucking around with, like, wrapping up the old job and starting the new one, and it kind of didn't really feel like things got going until then. Yeah. (laughs) And then until a couple of weeks after that when, like, someone... They actually replaced me in my old role. So, Mm. um... So... It has been a year. Yeah. We've been doing this for a year. Yeah. Happy birthday, Chocolate Jam. Happy first birthday. <laughs> oh, Rachel. You're going to be walking soon. <gasps> Yay. So what you been doing? Well, things and stuff. As I said, you know, got back into it pretty quickly on the work front, and that's been like a gauntlet. It's like a little weekly gauntlet I run every week. <laughs> I just like go, holy shit, I just brace myself at the start of the week, and I go, come on, you can do this, and I get through to the end of it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh. <sighs> I did it. And then I just do it all over again. But the thing <laughs> the thing that um, the marked difference in this year has been a bit more of a focus on self-care, despite the gauntlet talk. A bit more of a focus on self-care mm-hmm, I found mm-hmm. this year. That's Great. what I'm trying to sort of incorporate in. Being mindful of my self-care, just my headspace, physical needs, looking after myself. Going to the doctor for myself and not other people, which is a lot of what I've been doing over the last couple of years. You really have, so um, yeah, that's that's yeah, good. yeah. So I'm getting I'm getting on top of uh, my shizzle. And Great. That feels really good, and so now we're sort of in March, and it's like yeah, things are kind of rolling along. Fantastic, and um, you know we are all about self care here at Chocolate mm-hmm. Jam. You cannot care for other people if you don't have your own house in order. So that's right. You know, if you need to book yourself in for, you know, routine checkup, go to mm-hmm. the dentist, mm-hmm. uh, any of those things. If you feel like you're a bit more organized, if your house was tidy, set aside some time for that. Self-care, I think, is not all about bubble baths and scented candles. I think it's much more about setting aside time for the routine administration of just existence and making sure that you do, you know, parent yourself. Yes. Cook for yourself. Stop ordering pizzas. You know, it's yes. there's only yes so many out there. That is actually something I've started doing for myself this yeah. year. I have started mass preparing my mm. lunches. Um, yes. So I've been spending a fortune buying lunch at work every day and not being particularly healthy yes. about it. So I decided I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to make myself masses of food in one go, freeze it all. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been doing pretty well with that. So saving a ton of money, eating a lot more veggies, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yes, definitely, and I'm and I'm following suit. It took me a little while to get going on that front this year, but it's happening now, and I'm following suit, and I'm feeling good. It's awesome. Actually, it's funny on the whole self care thing. I have a 
I have a, I don't know if you want to hear it. I have a, I have a Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to preface, I'm going to check if you want to actually hear it first, because I have a, we can always edit. A Mel, a Mel rant, Tales of the Mundane. Mel's Tales of the Mundane rant. Alright, we should, you know what we should do? We should put a timer on. Yep. We should put a timer on and go, okay. Alright. So you're going to give me like a time limit or it's like yeah, a... Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to give you a time limit. Okay. I'm going to give you three minutes to rant. Three minutes? Come on, man. <laughs> but there's like a bit of backstory. So cruel. All right. So gonna... mean. No, it's all right. Okay. I've got, it's a, three minutes. Three minutes should be su- should be sufficient. Let's all right. Go. All right. All right. We are ready for this. You have three minutes to rant. Okay. I've got three minutes to rant apparently. So tell Mel's... Nah. No, this doesn't count. Restart it. <laughs> <laughs> Restart it. All right. So, okay, three minutes. Mel's Tale of the Mundane. Private health insurance and trying to make a claim. Fucking Medicare. I mean, Medibank, rather, not Medicare. Medibank. Yeah, Medicare's private, great. Private, yeah, Medicare's great. Medibank, shit. Medibank is like, you know, oh, another month has passed. We're increasing, you know, we're increasing your uh, your monthly bill, but you're going to get less back. Oh, like, that's yeah. what Medi- Medibank is doing just, you know, every six months, but... So that's that's an aside thing anyway. So part of you know Mel looking after herself uh, this year has been seeing an exercise physiologist. That's okay. Excellent. Yes. So um, for the time being, under Medibank, I can claim exercise physiologist sessions because that's going to change in April. Fuck you. There's an online system you can make you know claim for extras online. Try to use it. Doesn't work. Fun. Doesn't work. That's, that's exciting. So I'm like, okay, that's a thing. So I think, well, what do I do? I'll call up. This is where it gets good. So <laughs> I call up and I've got, you know, I've got all the information. Like I've looked up the physiologist pro- um, provider number, which is like his individual code and like it's not coming up. So I call up and I explain the situation to the, to the woman at Medibank. And I say, look, you know, I've, I'm trying to make this claim. I put in the provider number and it's not, provi- and it's not finding the provider number. And she's like, oh, okay, um, you know, let me pull your details up in the system. And she pulls it up and she goes, oh, you know, so um, after, you know, April, you're not going to be able to claim these. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, we're not in April yet. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying like to, to claim them. That's all good. I want to claim them now while I still can. Um, and she goes, oh, and, you know, because the, the, uh, the item code has changed. The item code is like the specific, mm-hmm. yeah, the specific code for the session. That's not the provider number of the actual person. Um, and I go, that I, I'm not even at the point of putting the item code in. I'm saying to her on the phone, I'm not even at the point of putting the item code. I can't find his, his uh, provider number. Oh, um, yes, I'm just looking up the item code for you now. And I'm like, okay, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you actually <laughs> understand what the issue is here? And she's like, oh, yes, I am. I'm, I, I'm just trying to look it all up for you now. And I'm like, okay, and like all this time is passing, minutes are passing, and I'm like, are you, are you actually able to help me? Like, can I make this claim? Can you do it? Oh, yes, 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 I'm, I'm just finding the information. Yes, yes, you know, because, uh, you know, after, and it keeps going again, after April, you're not going to be able to claim it, the item code number has changed, and I just keep going, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even at the point of putting in the item code, I'm not, it's not about any of that, I can't find his provider number. Do, do you actually do you actually understand what I'm saying? All right, which is the time of um, extra time, injury time. All right, injury do you time, actually right. do you actually know what I'm saying? Like, do you actually understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. All right. 
So still like, and she's repeating the thing and I go, and so I'm literally like, okay, so you understand what I'm saying? So everything that you're telling me is irrelevant. Like, do, can we agree that everything you're telling me is irrelevant? She goes, yes, no, I see what you're saying. All right. Then, so we go around this for like five minutes and then she goes, oh my God, my, um, my system is frozen. Oh, it's just gone blank. Oh, I'm trying to reboot it now. I'm like, are you serious? And then, so she's like trying to reboot it and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh, oh, it's not working. I'm like, can you transfer me to someone else that can help me? Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to call back. Have I got the claims back yet, Jess? No. I'm guessing that's a no. I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to spend like my day off going into Medibank to do it in person. So thanks, Medibank. Screw you. That's Mel's tale of the mundane. Fucking Medibank. Good on ya. There we go. There we go. It was under four minutes. Yeah. I was like 52 seconds over time. So. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Bureaucracy, man. Yeah. yeah, Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy's fun. Not fun. Not fun at all. All right. So you and I have been having a moderately eventful and, you know, probably pretty positive, like, first quarter of the year. We've been Mm. building on things. We've been after ourselves we've been making new starts on things but it's been a pretty eventful first three months for the the rest of the world as well um it has and um and i have to say you know we sort of talked about we were talking earlier off off air about the start of the year and how it kind of seemed to start off really well and then you know i don't know about you but we kind of hit march and it was like it's it's yeah not been great and i'm feeling i'm really feeling that it's march is the month of meh <laughs> yep, there we go. Meh March. Well, meh, but also like. Ugh. 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 Um, yeah. You know, I mean, for a lot of us, the big thing that's still very much on everybody's minds right now is the massacre in Christchurch two Oof. weeks ago. You know, we've all been aware that white supremacy is on the rise. Um, there have been a few terrorist attacks in America over the last couple of years but I mean not but these are terrible events Mm. but with a country with gun laws like America these things happen a lot more frequently than they do in other places and New Zealand is somewhere that makes really awesome Thor films and amazing drink driving PSAs and is not it's not somewhere that you expect something like this to happen which yeah geopolitically it's pretty chill precisely of course, why New Zealand was chosen. So, I mean, I think, I think, it, look, I think most people have, you know, know what's going on. It's it's worldwide news, but you know, so there were fifty people that were massacred um, across was it across two mosques? In two mosques, yeah, yes. with many other people injured. Um, on top of that, basically, some kind of you know lunatic Australian white supremacist person well, showing up with the whole. Yeah whatever you call it, of guns and arsenal and um, just started firing into a mosque at will. Well, and and possibly uh, possibly organised as well. So there was more than one car with improvised explosive devices mm. discovered and there have... There, there's one confirmed um, shoot-up but multiple suspects and so yeah. this may have been an organised terrorist attack and not just the lone wolf that we like yeah. to blame. But, I mean, the thing yeah. is... The concept of the lone wolf is such a misnomer anyway because mm. these people do not exist in a vacuum. No. And there's there seems to be indications that this gunman was ra- like radicalised at some point. Like, something happened to him. He didn't sort of start well, off 
this way. Nobody does. Nobody's born no, racist. No. Um, but the thing is, white supremacy has been brewing, you know. I mean, mm. and we make jokes about it. There's that great thing, you know, that floats around the internet occasionally where someone says, hey, what's something from the past you wish would come back? And somebody else says, oh, the prevailing belief that Nazis are bad. <laughs> um, you know, we, we live in a world where we have actual Nazis uh, yeah. elected to parliament. Yeah. Um, in in Australia and around the world, we have far right groups gathering power. We have, you know, Antifa, which um, is short for anti-fascist, is actually used as like a derogatory term in some parts of the internet. It's like, oh, you know, there's Antifas, and it's like, uh, isn't anti-fascist a good thing? When yeah. is that stop being a good thing? Like, I, I, I thought that was what we were all aiming for. You know, this is not an isolated sentiment by any means that you and we have I I mean the internet amplifies both the best and the worst of humanity and what we're seeing here is just breeding grounds where people share these sentiments they amplify each other they create these closed off communities where people are only hearing this absolutely insane far right rhetoric and, and people are once again starting to think things like that white people are under attack, for example, which is fucking nonsense. Saws anybody who disagrees with me, but it's fucking nonsense. You know, and, and that, you know, we're being infiltrated or we're being taken over or any of this utter ridiculousness. I mean, white people colonize most of the world. You'll need to shut up. But... They're just breeding grounds all over the internet for these people. And this is what happens. You know, it doesn't just stay on the internet. It comes out and then people purchase high-powered firearms and kill people who are just just practicing their democratic right to freedom of religion. Yeah, and I mean, I think... I, I, I sort of... You know, I mean, like, there's, there's, there's all these kind of groups and political stances and all this kind of thing. It, it, it's kind of mind-boggling. It's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming if you kind of really sit there and contemplate everything that's out on the internet and all of this different stuff. I mean, I kind of get to a point with it all in my own mind where I go, okay, hang on, wait, stop. Aren't we all people first and foremost? Can we not just make an attempt to be kind to each other? Like, does it, does it, what does it matter? What does it matter? I don't care what you, other person who is not me, is doing or believing as long as it is not harming other people. I, it's just, you know, the thing that made me sick to my stomach about this, and I mean, look, people, people should feel safe wherever they are. That, that's a given. Um, but it just seemed all the more horrendous that you know these shootings occurred at a mosque it's like you know whether it's a mosque a church a temple a place of worship you know these places are meant to be a sanctuary and these places are meant to be you know the places that people go to be nearer to god and you know and if you don't believe in god that that that's fine as well but but they're but they're peaceful places they're sanctuaries they're they're places for communities to come together yeah um and it just seems you know it's even more horrendous it's going in with the intention to kill people these people at their most vulnerable, vulnerable moment and that was exactly and it was that was very intentional that was the whole point and it's it's heartbreaking 
it really is heartbreaking. This just was a thing that didn't need to happen. Um, there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it whatsoever. Hey, if you hate Muslims, good on you. But that's your opinion and whatever. And you can hate them in your own mind. You don't have to go out and kill people. There's just no excuse. There is no excuse. And, you know, you're a dickhead if you just hate Muslims for the, for the sake of it. But even if you want to believe that, there is just no, no excuse to go out and bring harm to another person. Yeah, just go and be a dickhead in your own time. <laughs> you know, you know like, like, I, I... Don't I, that shit. I don't need to... <laughs> look, I, I don't need to make it my life mission to make everyone think what I think. You, you want to think differently, fine. But just leave people alone. Don't, there's no reason. There is no reason to harm people, hurt people in this way. It's horrendous, it's inexcusable, and it doesn't matter who we're talking about, and it doesn't matter what the group is, age, where they are, where they're from, anything else. It's inexcusable. That's how I felt about it. I think in terms of the response that New Zealand has had, and that that Jacinta Ardern has had, the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, I have to say that in the wake of something incredibly tragic, was heartwarming um the response that they've had um and i can't stress enough how impressed i am with jacinta ardern she has not put a foot wrong after this thing everything that she has said about it is just so on point i can't even believe that everything from not wanting to not wanting to publicize the perpetrator's name and give him and people that would do that that satisfaction to her initial you know her initial reaction after it being one that emphasized making the this community that felt extremely hurt and marginalized and vulnerable after this attack to make to ensure that they knew that they were welcome that they were home that they were part of the country you know this wasn't a thing that happened to muslims this was a thing that happened to new zealanders like that that's that was the that was the emphasis of her me- her message this happened to us that's what she yeah. said so um i'd actually like to read out a little bit of um what she said particularly the the kind of state she she made it i mean she's obviously made quite a few statements yeah. but there's one in particular where she says We wish for every member of our communities to feel safe. Safety means being free from the fear of violence, but it also means being free from the fear of those sentiments of racism and hate that create a place where violence can flourish. And every single one of us has the power to change that. Uh, I think that's just such a Mm. simple but powerful message that we need to really focus more on every single one of us has the power to keep being a dickhead to ourselves. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I mean, that's it. You you know, look, you have dominion over your own mind. You can think whatever you want inside your own head. There is a difference between thoughts and actions. I mean, yeah, great. Like, ideally, we all think the same or we all think in a way that is conducive to, you know, to being harmonious. But we can't control people's thoughts. We can't control people's minds. But... You know, it is fair and reasonable to hold actions, you know, to a certain standard because yeah. that affects other people. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's it's really encouraging to hear Jacinta Ardern saying this stuff, 
to, to, to see how she's responded in the wake of this. Like I said, just so on point, so in tune with what her country and community need in this time. You know, to say things like these people, you know, have chosen to make this place their home. Yeah. And and they are they are part of us. Like just that kind of stuff. I just found that so Yeah, I just found it really heartwarming and I just I just so on point. Just so She's been an so incredible on point. example of um, true leadership. Yeah. And and just all the just how humble, you know, all her humility, how humble she's been in terms of engaging with the the Islamic community of New Zealand after the woods and and you know, her visits to the affected people and everything. Like just and I think the thing as well, I mean, the thing that strikes me about her, there's just a genuine genuineness mm-hmm. to it. She's not, I don't feel that she's she's trying to... It doesn't feel like You know, she's... score political points. I no. really do feel, you know, it really does feel as though she's going, okay, you know, our country has been wounded by this and we need to heal and I need to... and. Me as the PM, I need I need to need make to sure that's, that. yeah, yeah. that's something that happens. Um, you know the concept of you know New Zealand being only a you know, a, a country of like a five million population to fifty people would die in a massacre, and that it's, it's huge. If it was America, we'd be talking about thousands of people dying in one hit. You know, yeah, like it's that kind of scale and. Yeah, and also and just the responses in terms of legislation after that as well. Like it's not just a like, not just a oh well that shouldn't have happened. Oh that was a bit unfortunate. It was thoughts and prayers here. Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) thoughts and prayers, but like let's have actions as well. And she's just jumped on that. She's just jumped on in terms of you know tightening legislation around gun laws and well and 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 not only Jacinta Ardern but what we've seen from the people of New Zealand is. Mm. a complete and total willingness to yep. get on board with that. That's we, right. You know, and it's people, something... people started handing in their yep. guns before uh, any sort of laws were enacted yes. or yes. finalised. And the response is just, do you know what it is? It's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yes. And even, and that, yeah, that's, and that's a very good point as well, because this is something that's going through the government, you know, in a bipartisan, you know, it's a bipartisan agreement. So... Yes, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not just coming from her. It's it's New Zealand responding as a whole. Yeah. Um, again, just just really tuned into saying, hey, this this is a horrendous thing that has happened. We don't ever want this to happen again. Let's, let's make do sure. something about it. <laughs> yeah, let's make sure we make yeah. some changes so that is the case. And and here's the thing. So in a, in Australia in um, nineteen ninety six, there was a massacre in Tasmania, Port Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the worst mass shooting we'd had and um, the government of the time a conservative government Mm. I would like to point out moved very swiftly to make huge changes to our gun laws there were mass buybacks there was an amnesty period Um, I recently learned that during that amnesty period someone handed in a rocket launcher oh excellent Um, you know so and and was was paid for it under the terms of the buyback, which, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know what, I, I don't Whatever. care. It got it off the street, it so yep. that's great. Hands it in, it's all good. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you need a rocket launcher for, like, hunting and stuff, right? Yeah, def- absolutely. Um, you know. Yeah, and, you know, military-style totally, semi-automatic weapons. Totally useful on the farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, we have not had a mass shooting since. Now, yeah. I have seen statements on the internet to the contrary, particularly around um, gun rights activists in the United States, and I will tell you, those are false. We have not had a mass shooting since Port Arthur. We have not had a mass shooting since the gun laws were enacted. 
Yeah, we haven't it we haven't had a mass shooting in over thirteen. Works. Uh, no, well, not thirteen. We're talking about 23 years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Twenty three years ago, gun um, restrictions work, and people in Australia are still allowed to own guns. Yes. There are just a lot of rules around what that means. You have to have a license before you can have a gun. All your guns must be registered. Um, there are a lot of rules about how you store your guns. You know, you you have to have specific types of safes in your house, and you can't store this the gun in one safe and the ammunition in another and you know what else that prevents that uh there's a hell of a lot of in america that we don't have here is gun accidents yes. not saying we never have them here yes. but they're pretty rare you yes. never hear of anyone's toddler picking up their gun and shooting their mother no. with it um that doesn't happen here because we have rules around gun ownership and people in australia who enjoy hunting shooting mm-hmm. guns people who are uh, farmers or own yep. big rural properties still have access to everything that they need yes it's yes. all perfectly legal yes. there are just restrictions that keep everybody else safe that's right that's right and and we are better as a society for it oh, we are better as a community for it <laughs> and it's and it's not one of you know it's not like a hmm what happened through isn't it direct correlation we made these changes no more massacres that's it that's what happened and i have to say and and that was another case again where like you said came came in under a conservative government there's you know there was bipartisan support and they worked to make it happen and it was you know a nice nice little throwback to to you know old school australian politics of like hey we're actually going to make this thing happen because it's good for our for our community, for our society, and it's not about trying to secure the next election. Uh, yeah. Um, Let's see you know, that. And, and I have to say that's something, you know, when we look at how that then plays out, you know, it's been an exemplar around the world. Absolutely. Um, in terms of gun law changes, and, I, and I'm quite proud of that as an Australian person. There's not, there hasn't been a, there's been a shit ton to be proud of in Australian politics of late, um, but certainly that. But just one example from 23 years back. ago, we're super yeah. proud of that. We're super proud of that. Like, let's... <laughs> Let's just, you know, <laughs> flog that dead horse for as long as we can because there's not much else going on. Um, but to, it, it was an exemplar at the time and, and now we're seeing this in New Zealand, same sort of thing, you know, how, how the, what the response has been both on a cultural, you know, culturally sensitive um, note after the massacre in terms of unifying the country and healing the country and in terms of making meaningful change mm-hmm. rather than just talk to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again uh, in now in this modern day. New Zealand has been, you know, an, an exemplar for that. And I think we'll be looking, you know, for a long time to come, we'll be looking at, you know, the actions of, of this government and of Jacinta Ardern yeah. to say, you know what, that's, that's, that's how what, you... yeah That's what you do. That's what you do. That's how you support your people. If this shit goes down in your country, this is how you handle it. And like, and they're paying for funerals and yeah, doing all this kind of, you know, like even that kind of stuff. And like, if people, even if people want to fly, you know, the bodies back, so, you know, to oversee, like even just that, like how, I don't know, like if that's you in the wake of all of that, like how cared for do you feel? Like yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't bring those people back and it doesn't make that thing not have happened, but my God, it, it's something, it's something to say. It tells you, know, you that you are not alone and it tells you yes. that this terrible thing that has been done to you is not something that your community will stand for. Yes, that's right. It's something it's something that tells you that this horrible thing that has happened to you has been 
the unfortunate horrendous actions of a a person or small group small group of people and rather not than condoned yeah the belief of the community that you live in it's not condoned by the community that you live in yeah. and they will do everything that they can to to support you and ensure this is not you know an ongoing thing yeah so massively incredibly unfortunate that this massacre has happened it's horrible it's it's shocked the world i think it's pretty safe to say but the actions and the the healing that has come you know the unification of the country that has come out from that is um is is very heartening yeah yes and this actually isn't me trying to segue this is actually a thing that happened uh <laughs> sorry is um so obviously that was really devastating when when it first happened to first hear about it and you know it was one of those like I'd worked this massively long day at work and I came home and you know Hubby's like did you hear what happened in Christchurch I'm like I don't know what are you talking about he's like are you serious you haven't heard and he flicks it over you know flicks Mm. TV over and it's like all this stuff and it just hits you in this wave and it's like absolutely devastating you just my my reaction was just like my god like what's what is this world coming to? Like, what is humanity coming to that this has happened? This is disgusting. <laughs> Side note, since then, a uh, Catholic priest has been stabbed on live television since then, but not in New Zealand, somewhere else. But, yeah, wow. That's, yeah. That happened, like, I heard that, like, yesterday or the day before. Okay. Um, yes, come on, guys. <laughs> um, we shit together, everybody. So, but I digress. I was... I was very, oh my god, what the world is, what is the world coming to? You know, massively depressed to hear this. And, um, yeah, let's just say, had to watch a few episodes of the new Queer Eye season that came out. I really, like, actually, that is, that is how I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep that night. And I'm just sitting in front of Netflix. I'm like, you know what? Oh, great, beautiful. New season of Queer Eye is out. This is exactly, this is literally exactly what I need. To like restore my faith in humanity. That's such a great segue because and you know what? That's exactly did. the same thing that we did. We came home. I was just I was feeling like absolute crap, and there was new queer eye. And mm. yeah, queer eye is a, a family activity in my house. And um, hilariously, my husband had been saying, "Oh, you know, I don't know if I'm that excited about queer eye. Like I've seen two seasons. It's all mm. just kind of more of the same." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I want. I want yeah. more of that. Like beautiful, wholesome." <laughs> unbridled kindness so guess who's been the person in my house who's been most keen to watch new episodes of Queer Eye um yeah <laughs> it's Hobby. my husband um Hobby. and look I have to say this season has has been everything that I have wanted it to be it's just delivered on that just you know if you just want to spend 45 minutes lightly crying because the world is beautiful Mm. I cannot tell you enough how much this show is just it is the balm that we need no. it is it yeah. is just it's it is kindness free from judgment yeah. and it is the pomade to my frayed ends you know like it's just <laughs> cuz I have you know it's funny you said that 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 your husband said that about Queer Eye. I, I was, you know, initially I, I was almost a little bit the same. Like, I was I was keen to watch it, but I was a bit like, you know, yeah, but it's, you know, they're making over people. Like, they've been doing it for a couple of seasons now. It's going to be more makeovers, and yeah, it's cool and everything, but nah. I just I watched, sat down and watched it, got into it. And I think they, like, they did... 
it's different. Like so, it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like more. Of it the doesn't same. feel like more of the same. No. I don't know if it's. You know, they're really mixing it up in terms of the kinds of people that they're um, making over and helping. There's a lot of diversity. They've they they had one episode where they made over you know sisters and mm-hmm. and, oh my God. and and worked on helping anyway you know and that's what it is like it's not it's actually not just you know the, the whole tagline more than a makeover it is it more is, than a makeover well they they gave, they gave them a business plan and well, helped them to achieve it. business goals that they've never quite been able to get off that's ground that's what I was saying that's what I was about to say like it's just it it goes on a whole other level it's not about you know, redoing their house is this. It's like, let's overhaul your business. Let's rebrand you. Let's help you push this out into something more commercialized to be bigger and better and be beyond and just do what you, you slaving away, you wanted know? wanted to do. And, and can I say on that particular episode, so the, the business model that these two sisters were looking at, they run a um, barbecue place in Kansas and they make apparently this amazing sauce from scratch and mm. they had been looking for ways to sell the sauce but they'd just never quite been able to get on top of it. And um, since the Quarry team helped them to develop a commercial line for the sauce, um, they sold like $110,000 oh, worth of sauce in a weekend. Wow. Oh I my know, God. it's great. Another episode this season um, saw the team make over a young woman who had essentially had to leave home when she'd come out, um, who had attempted to go to university but hadn't been able to stay stick to it because of the amount that it costs. Mm-hmm. Since then, and I haven't actually checked in today to see where that's up to, but so far over $60,000 has been raised by fans. This is not something that queer, that um, the Queer Eye Boys did or suggested in any way, but somebody just decided to start a GoFundMe for this mm. woman. And um, it's so far raised over $60,000 to support her education so that she can go back to college and achieve her dreams. That's awesome. That's so good. This show brings that out in people. It inspires all of us to just be kind. And it's helping. Like, I I like that they... You You know who stepped it up a notch this season? Who? Anthony. Anthony, he, you know, he just has stepped it up a notch he has, this season. He has, I don't know, he's he's not not quite 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 through yeah, food and yes. have moments and experiences with your kids through food. Yeah, he has. And, been doing a lot and of that. that's sort of, you know, for someone that we've like, not bagged, but like we love Anthony. Made very so gentle fun of. But yes, yes. In made, spirit of love. Been teasing, been a bit teasing with um, about Anthony. Um, yeah, I, not... that, that, that struck me. And, and not an avocado in sight. No, no avocado. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's really bringing, like, he, he's, he's really stepped things up a notch in that, yeah, in that regard, I found that really interesting. And someone who I'm really digging as well this season is Jonathan. Well, I mean... I mean, you love Jonathan, I don't know. And I love Jonathan too. But he, like, some of the other guys were sort of more strongly my favourites. But, but I feel... I don't know, I think we're, like, I feel like we're seeing more depth to Jonathan. 
this season yeah. and that, that that's sort of always been the thing it's like yeah okay cool you know you're you're cool Jonathan like you know you're happy and fun and you do all your you're like you're like the cookie one and you're you know you're crazy and you're always talking and yeah good on ya but I but in terms of like actually connecting with him and understanding him I feel like this season there's been a lot like he's been able to sh- sort of he's shown some of that more and you know what I found really touching was shouldn't come as a surprise to you but like there's the episode where you've seen the episode where he like what they make over the guy that his wife yes. passed away with cancer yeah. and stuff, and then John and Jonathan was sort of talking a lot about his experiences with his stepdad, and you you see him really have a connection with that guy in particular. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh my god, wow, this is like this is awesome. Like you just yeah, it was just great to sort of see him really be really step it up. Yeah, yeah. what's well, it's not even step it up, but like not just be the sort of kooky cartoonish mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and yeah. really have some depth and yeah. really be a more not that they're characters because they are them but to show being more fleshed other. out as a yeah. character in a sense <laughs> like if we're talking fictionally yeah but it's not fictional but you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying <laughs> yes yeah and absolutely. those those were things that really those are things that really struck me um and impressed me yeah particularly about this season but all all solid, all strong. Kramo, and I mean, awesome. if you're if Bobby. you're a chocolate jam listener and you haven't started anyway. watching Queer Eye yet, firstly, why we talk about it all the time oh, and we love so it. Great. Go and watch it. It's it great. Will, it, it will soothe your soul. Yeah, um, even if you don't think you're the Queer Eye kind of person, it's awesome. It's it's just it's just it's really beautiful. It's so mm-hmm. hard to express just how genuinely wholesome. Um, and yeah, but without yeah. being saccharine, like it's it's not a saccharine show. It's it's not not corny. It's just mm-hmm. real people being shown genuine kindness. Yeah, and the impact that that has on their lives. That's all it is, and it's just wonderful to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Mel, I think that Queer Eye is always a great place to end a conversation. A wonderful place to leave it, yes, on that heartwarming note. So, thank you for listening to Chocolate Jam. Our theme song is Belgian Waffles by the Underscore Orchestra. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcasts are found. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Chocolate Jam Podcast, or shoot us through an email at chocolatejampodcast at gmail.com. And I'm Jess. And I'm Mel. And this is Chocolate Chocolate Jam. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Jam. Our theme song is Belgian Waffles by the Electric. Underscore orchestra. It is the underscore orchestra. Wow. <laughs> so out of practice. All right.